Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And welcome to episode 166 of Geek Town Radio. I'm your host, Dave, and I have with me Daryl. How are you doing, Daryl? I'm doing great. Good, good, good. It's been a busy week, what with um, Comic-Con going on in San Diego this week. So uh, what have you been up to? Indeed, other than writing lots and lots of content for our coverage. Yes. Yeah, over at Hollywood News Stores. This week, I've been watching a show called Ghost Wars, and that's um, available through Netflix, though it's a, it's a sci-fi original. Yes. And it stars Avon Jogia. Right, and, yeah. And oh, her name escapes me, but she was the reason I went to watch it. And it's about a outsider in a small town in Alaska yep. who has psychic powers and has to help his town after a supernatural event. Right, yes. It got canned after one season, didn't it? This one, I think. I don't know. I don't know yeah, if it's it canned if it's just a one-off. Because right, okay. it was part of Sci-Fi's 21 Days of Halloween thing. Okay. Where they did loads of Halloween-related movies and stuff. And yeah, it could it could have been meant for that. I was not sure. It is definitely only going to be one season. Cause they, oh, yeah, it is, they, yeah definitely, it's definitely only one season. Oh, yeah, and it's the other person I'm trying to remember is Elise Gatian, who I happen to see in Colony. Ah, I'm right. Gonna, okay. I'll get to that later. Yes, but yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, I've only watched one episode. It's super cheesy sci-fi stuff with noticeable green screen. Right. And like noticeable green screen in like strange places where you wouldn't think. Okay. I mean, the one scene that speaks out to me is there's a point where the main character is at a bus stop. Right. Talking to his friend. And you can see it's plain green screen. So like the... The bus stop is yeah. real, but the background, which is like Anchorage or Alaska, yeah. is clearly green screened in. And I'm like, probably, why? Probably because it's shot in Vancouver, I would imagine. <laughs> I but, mean, there must be small towns near Vancouver. You, well, you would have thought, there's, wouldn't there's, you? there's plenty of like other outside shots featuring the actual actors yeah, yeah. that are in that same sort of place. I just, do, I just looked at it why you? why do you have green screen there? <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I like good B-movie stuff from Cypher. They know how to make, I like cheap made thing and it's got an amazing it's got Vincent D'Onofrio in it yeah Vincent D'Onofrio Kim Coates from uh, Sons of Anarchy is in there created by Simon Barry who's the, the man behind Continuum which was a great series yeah, it, it doesn't get up those heights I'm afraid yeah yeah which is it a shame quite get there 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's also got, it's also got um, Louis Peterson, who is in Continuum. Right, yes. Of, but yeah, right. so I'm definitely going to watch it all the way through. It's a lot of fun. That's on, on Netflix, as you say. Yeah, it's a bit, yes. Over here, it's available on Netflix. Interesting. I, I think I, I was going to watch the first episode of it, and then I heard it was cancelled, and I, there was yeah, other yeah, things I, getting in the I way. Understand, and I, decided I understand, I understand. Not... There's a lot, a lot of shows I just give up. If I hear them cancelled before I get to my, I just go, no, it's just not worth my time. Just, yeah. There's exactly. enough time of the day with all the other things that I, I want to do. Yes, exactly. What else this week? The other one is My Hero Academica. Right, which yes. Which is an anime, and it's currently season three, and you can get it through Crunchyroll by signing oh, up right, there. yes. Yeah, yeah. Or you can also, if you look around, you should be able to get a 30-day free trial. Okay, yeah. Basically, it's set in a world where 80% of the world's population has what they call quirks, which are basically superpowers. Right. In that, they have a system where superheroes are regulated. I know okay. to become one, you have to, have to go to school to become a superhero. Right. And it's a story of a kid and all he goes through to become one. And it's pretty much the hottest new anime, even though it's not particularly new as it's in its third season. So it must yeah. have been out, it's been out for probably three years. Yeah. But yeah, it's great. It's based on a manga, so the manga's further ahead. But yeah, that's definitely something you'd see if you uh, look around SDC, they have plenty of cosplays for the uh, major characters from there. Right. It's just a lot of fun. You know, it's that wholesome stuff, trying your hardest. I wouldn't want to give it any too much weight to say yeah, it's definitely worth a watch if you like that sort of thing. The art style is great. Um, right. The character's interesting and it's just a lot of fun. And yeah, yeah you can get on Crunchyroll. I've seen Crunchyroll around a bit. I don't watch really very much anime, so uh, maybe that's well, I watch, one I should I, go and look at. I generally watch a lot. I haven't watched it in the, the last couple of seasons, but I get through a lot right. of anime. Yes, Crunchyroll's definitely worth it if you're, uh, oh, yes. if you're into your anime. Crunchyroll's a really good place to get anime from. Anything else? The other thing was a Homecoming podcast. I became aware of this while covering the San Diego Comic Con news because it's being made into a television show starring Julia Roberts. Yes, yeah. So I figured, why not pick up the uh, thing? It's six episodes, and I think it's got another season. But I've gone for the first season, and it's quite interesting. I guess you'd call it sort of a thriller, maybe psychological thriller, based around a counselor working with men returning from combat and right, trying yeah. to settle him back at home. Yeah, I mean, so is the podcast like, a, a drama or is it a it's, real life thing so it's a drama right but what it does is that you only hear phone calls right I think, yeah phone calls audio recordings and like one-on-one conversations it's like snippets pulled out of the story okay interesting so it's yeah, very interesting you really have to pay attention to sort of go pluck things from episode one episode two and put them together and decide oh this is what's happening yeah, so, yeah it's it was interesting half hour episodes around that right. yeah so I, I would recommend it I don't know if if upon listening to it, whether I would necessarily immediately say, yeah, this, this should be turned into a TV show. Because I right. think there's a lot of unique selling points here that just wouldn't work in a TV conversion. Right, Unless okay. it was like really, really experimental, like on a Legion level of experimental. They're sort of heading in that direction because the guy they hired to direct the TV version, TV version's coming to Amazon Prime. It's called Homecoming. Yeah. Uh, 2nd of November, that starts. Stars Julia Roberts as yeah. main protagonist in it. Directed by Sanam Ishmael, who is the creator of Mr. Robot. He's, he's not uh, actually yes. created the series, but he is directing it. 
did. So the, mm. th- that that would fit in with the type of direction you're talking about, I think. Um, yeah. That sort of makes sense. So, I, I mean... Well, that sounds good then. I can, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that looks like it could be um, quite an interesting show. It's certainly one that I'm going to take a, a look at, I think, because just for having Sam Ishmael attached to it, uh, Mr. Robot's so brilliantly done. I think this could be a kind of interesting one, given that what you've just said about it. So, uh, and I like psychological thrillers, which is what they're pitching it as. Yeah. So, um, so yes, I think that's one to look out for. There's been a surprising number of new shows and uh, seasons coming back in this past week, considering we're into middle of July. Uh, so I've, I've had quite a lot to get through this week. Lucky Man came back for its third season. So I started watching that, which takes things in a very interesting kind of new direction because you've got the um, main character is now on the run, having been accused of uh, murder. And it's his ex-partner that's now got to chase him down. So they end up opening the season with them going to Japan and uh, him kind of trying to find out more about the bracelet and that sort of stuff. Uh, There's an interesting little twist at the end of that as well. So that's really well worth watching. I mean, you know, if you've not seen the first couple of seasons, they're only about six episodes long anyway. So they're well worth seeing. I've only seen the first like two episodes. Right. Okay. Um, it is well worth worth going through because I mean there's there's only about twelve episodes like I say in total they're only about six episodes six or eight episodes okay. each so there's not that much to get through if you want to go on and finish watching that we did a panel with them at um, Comic Con in London back in May and yeah. we've only had the chance to put that up this week because it was all embargoed until the, the really? week of broadcast. Yeah. I do, do remember that it was there. Yeah, so we had to hold off on it, but the panel is now up on the website. You've got to go back a couple of pages because there's so much uh, San Diego yeah, Comic Con yeah. stuff up this week, but uh, it is up on the website. If you just go on and search for Lucky Man, that, that will come up as the uh, top search result. Go and check out the panel for that and uh, go watch the show because that's back on Sky One now. Suits returned for season eight, so this is the first season without Patrick and Megan and Mm -hmm. uh, have to say I was pleasantly surprised by that first episode it's still got all the power that it had before you're really not missing either of those characters surprisingly there's a good amount of banter between the various other characters that they they've got left lewis and uh he's um i can't remember the character's name but the sort of blonde assistant that he has that's sort of working with him there's they've upped the level of banter between those two quite a lot so that works really really well you've got new characters coming in there's a dynamic shift in the firm with a new boss coming in so you know it's changed but it still feels very much like suits and mm-hmm. doesn't miss those two characters so i'm very much looking forward to seeing the rest of that unreal started for its fourth and what we've now learned is its final, final season yeah. we kind of knew that they may be making this the final season because they actually filmed season three and four very close together uh so hopefully they knew it was the final season and it comes to a reasonable conclusion i mean each each season actually comes to a fairly decent conclusion yeah, so it is as a, as a show it's sort of it's easier to end it yeah it's it, not it's not yeah it's not like the flash or something that just feels yeah. a bit awkward if you just pause in the middle of a story yeah but yeah as it's all about covering a season of a show yeah and they tend to wrap up the characters fairly well at the end of each season and then they either come back or they don't so i'm fairly confident it'll end in a f- pretty reasonable place but it's it's a brilliant brilliant 
brilliant show that it's about 10 episodes a season all the episodes of the full season are now on amazon prime uk so uh, you can go and binge your way through that nightfall i watched the first episode of that this is the drama about the knights templar which has come to the history channel in the uk came out ages ago it might have even been last year it came out in the us so uh, i'm glad that's finally come across it's good it's maybe not quite as good as i would have liked it to be you know um it's not sort of up to vikings level but uh it's still interesting you know and it's basically about a bunch of the knights templars starts off with them losing the holy grail and the rest of the series seems to be about them trying to find it again uh you know it starts off with a with them losing the holy grail then has like a four-year time jump and uh they're in a different city i think they're in paris and he's dealing with stuff there and it becomes apparent that one of the guys knows where the holy grail is or thinks he has some idea of where the holy grail is so um that's been quite interesting i'm i'll reserve judgment until i've seen a few more episodes because i've only seen the first one harrow I watched, which is another medical drama, stars Ewan Grifford in that as as Daniel Harrow, who is a forensic pathologist, basically has a complete disregard for authority, but uh, he's he's sort of very, very good at solving various bizarre cases. So it's got a house-esque element to it. Um, As medical kind of dramas go, it's sort of a medical drama slash thriller. There's a lovely little twist at the end of the first episode to keep you watching. Perfectly fine. It's running on Alibi. Uh, It's the type of show you'd expect expect to find an alibi it's been renewed mm-hmm. for a second season first season's only 10 episodes but if you're into your sort of medical dramas and your sort of thriller alibi-esque medical dramas well worth going to watch that one and who is america which is the uh, sasha baron cohen show which started on the uh, season one i don't want to say i enjoyed it so much as kind of you're watching you're watching it, it just doesn't seem quite right to say you enjoyed it because it's so cringy it's so cringy oh, kind okay. of just watching it behind your hands going how on earth is he getting away with this i mean i won't go into any detail because you know we're a family podcast and i don't think some of the bits on there really aren't appropriate for that for a family podcast but um just fascinating to see what he gets away with it just goes to show you that some people will do anything to kind of get on tv and just will believe anything you throw at them it's phenomenal it really is i know it's not got the as numbers as high as they would like in the us but i'm intrigued to see just where they go next with it because it's i mean it's basically him taking on various different personas and um tricking people on both the left and the right of the political spectrum into doing incredibly stupid things it's bizarre funny as i say i so there are some bits i find really difficult to watch and you're like just how is he getting away with this but um yeah worth worth seeing if you like uh, sasha baron cohen particularly if you like those sort of um shows just phenomenal so um that's all i've been watching this week let's move on to some uh, tv and film news <laughs> So we'll kick off the TV and film news with the renewals, cancellations and pickups. First one is a cancellation. I think it's the only cancellation we've got this week, which is nice. But uh, Colony has been cancelled after three seasons, basically due to uh, a dramatic fall in ratings in the US, um, USA Network, which is the place that carries it. It went from basically being the number one cable network show to being the bottom of uh, the TV dramas in three seasons. So, that surprises me. Yeah. Actually, I'm, I'm worth it. I mean, it surprised me that it was the top 
rated because yeah. it's a strange show. It's a show that I would look at and I would think that not many people would watch it. I watched it and I quite enjoyed the first two seasons. It doesn't have exactly mass appeal. It reminds no. me, it's all like a hard science Falling Skies, if you remember that show. Yeah, yeah. With Noah Wiley. Falling Skies is a great show as well, but yeah, I know. It's, it's, just, yeah, it's quite I, I a broad sci-fi show. Yeah, yeah, the first season of Four Skies was awful. <laughs> well, yeah. But um But then it, yeah, but it got so much better with the law got in there and it yeah, it yeah. is. I've been watching it. It is one of those shows that I I mean, I think I've got about halfway through season two and then other things got in the way and I haven't gone yeah, back to that's it. That's the thing. I tend to with both seasons, I marathon them because it's not a show you can watch weekly. Because no. it's quite you got to prepare yourself because it's really, it's really negative and terrible things happen to people and yeah. everyone dies. You really need to sit down, grab some popcorn, crank your way for like half a season of it. And yeah. then watching it every week, I think it would just be bad for, just be bad for my mood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is a show which doesn't really have that many positives in it. So, I mean, I found it enjoyable, but um, yeah, I, as I, I say- d- I definitely I, enjoyed it. Yeah. And I think it's, it's a shame yeah. to see it go. It is. Um, because because it's interesting and it's sort of interesting sci-fi so it made it to three seasons before they cancelled it yeah. third season hasn't aired in the UK yet yeah. well, what uh, I've read about the third season it seems like they knew it was coming because a lot of people said that the third season feels like three of them because right. if you think of things as pods it feels like four or five pods right. within like 13 episodes I think okay something like that so yeah so it looked like they're, just, like they're rushing to the end yeah yeah they also closure there's, they a lot, also, there's a lot of mysteries in that show yeah they also had to make some changes as well because they lost their LA tax credit after the second season so the third season uh-huh. they moved to Vancouver so they had to make some changes to how they shot it as well maybe that was was part of it as well but um, well, at the end of, well at the end of season two they sort of gave a good reason for moving out of LA right okay fair enough so yes Colony has gone the next one very unfortunate if you're a Virgin Media customer it's I lost about this day. I just listened to the radio there too talking about this yes. and what customers of Virgin Media should do. Yeah, the Virgin Media has lost all 10 of the UK TV channels. So that's Dave Drama, Home Really, Yesterday Gold, Alibi, Eden, Good Food and W. They've lost all those uh, channels after a carriage disagreement between Virgin and UK TV. Apparently, like half the UK TV channels are actually free-to-air channels and Virgin were prepared to keep all the free-to-air channels, but UK TV were basically holding, according to Virgin anyway, UK TV were holding the free-to-air channels to ransom unless they paid over the odds for the non-free-to-air channels. So Virgin went, stuff you, we're not going to take anything then. I hear there's also got the BBC and people who are behind the scenes. Yeah. And they have an agreement with Netflix. Okay. So that has brought things into it as well. So okay, who, interesting. A lot of things. Yes. Who the thought TV would have all this intrigue? <laughs> I know, I know. The moment, I mean, the free-to-air channels, which doesn't include Alibi, unfortunately, I don't think it includes W either, but uh, I think it's Dave Drama, Home and Really, and Yesterday, I think, are the free-to-air ones. They can all be found on Freeview, but you can't actually tape stuff off Freeview unless you've got a Freeview box that's got like a oh. USB thing. They're also, all those channels, I think every, all the channels are on Now TV, 
but a lot of the shows like the alibi shows don't end up on the catch-up system so you can only watch them live so that's mm-hmm. a problem as well so things like quantico which ran on on alibi you can't get on the catch-up system okay I so that's a problem mm-hmm. as well you can wait it out it may be that they come to an agreement and come back or it's uh, try and find them through freeview or move to sky i guess <laughs> <laughs> so uh, oh, yes boy. but ho- hopefully they'll i mean usually when these carriage disagreements happen eventually they come back around again and they come back on but how long that will take who knows moving on winona earp has been renewed for a fourth season i can't believe that's at four seasons already <laughs> yeah well they've just started airing season three yeah. in the us and it will be started this week here in the uk yeah um, but there was a um, concerted fine effort and it's been going on for months to get sci-fi to agree to a season four right okay uh, and you see it obviously worked so yeah 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 definitely. but the thing is it's the show's been by far and away the most successful sci-fi property it's started several fan organized conventions around the world right it's just it's just it's huge yeah it's absolutely huge yeah definitely there is a a fan base there i've seen a few episodes of it and again it's one that i i quite enjoyed but other things got in the way and i didn't get back to it so uh, uh i'm may go and pick that up at some point man in the high castle has been renewed for a fourth season they've also announced the third season will start on amazon prime on the 5th of october as well which i'm very happy about i enjoy that show quite a lot one of the big announcements from comic con this weekend is uh, star wars the clone wars is back for a new season uh remember i think it did six seasons and then was cancelled and then there was a few kind of additional episodes which came out afterwards i don't remember there being any other episodes I know books came out. Okay, maybe that there was it. books based on the um, sort of content that was already written for the final season. Got you. So um, that is coming back for a new season. It's coming to uh, Disney's streaming service, direct-to-consumer streaming service, So, uh, which we don't know what's going to happen with that in the UK yet either. Uh, we don't really know much about what it's going to ha- happen with that in the US. We don't even have a name for it. But it's one of the shows that's going to be coming onto the streaming service when that gets launched. So that's going to be end of next year i think sometimes so it's not coming anytime soon but it does mean that they will be able to finish that story off rather than leaving it in the air as it was Anne rice's vampire chronicles has uh, finally landed on a network it's going to hulu which i think is a perfectly fine place for that to end up this is the show being written by christopher rice who is the son of Anne rice along with sort of help from Anne. It's been in development for a while it's uh, based around the vampire lestat uh, that's where they're starting it on the uh, the book the vampire lestat which sort of makes sense because the vampire lestat book actually is set before interview with the vampire even though interview with the vampire is the first book written in the series but uh, okay. vampire Vampire Sat actually starts earlier than that. So they're doing it chronologically rather than in the book order by the sounds of it. And also, in fact, of course, there was a big movie based on that as well. Mm-hmm. So it means they're not treading over old ground immediately when they uh, bring the series. So uh, that's been put into development now at Hulu. It's still in development. We don't know whether it will go to series, but at least it will hopefully get piloted now. Marvel's Iron Fist is coming on the 
11th of September. So uh, that's actually earlier than we were expecting. So Indeed. They, they may be sneaking another one in before the end of the year as well. Yeah, there's been a lot, yeah, been a lot of talk that maybe they're going to push another one to make it four yeah. Netflix shows, this four Netflix Marvel shows this year, which would be very impressive. Yeah, I mean, they are shooting them very, very close together. Having spoken to a number of the people working behind the scenes on those Marvel Netflix shows, like the costume designers and stuff, whereas before you'd have one costume designer or you know one makeup person that was jumping between shows now they've hired extra people so you've got people now working on one or two shows rather than one person working across all of them Mm -hmm. Uh, so uh, you know they are trying to do everything they can to speed up the production so they can get more of these out a year yeah hopefully we'll see another one before the end of the year but um, Iron Fist coming on the 7th of September Uh, Danny Rand kind of redeemed himself a little bit I think in Luke Cage and the Defenders yeah I think there are certain people who are never going to get behind Danny Rand it's a troubled character archetype Yeah, but I think in terms of the actor and the writing I think they've done as much as they can yeah short of scrapping the character entirely and yeah. changing his race I don't think there's anything else they can do for the character at this point do you accept him or you don't yeah exactly um, I, I certainly think he came across a lot better outside of his own series than he did yeah. in his own series and the latest trailer seems to look like they've maybe sorted that out a little bit so uh, I, I mean it certainly was the weakest of the four original yeah. season ones uh, so hopefully season two we'll push it forward a little bit more and uh, it will make a few changes and we'll see how that comes out when it arrives in September. One to look out for if you like those shows. Discovery of Witches, which is uh, based on the uh, very popular novel series, that is premiering on Sky One and Now TV on the 14th of September at 9pm. Quite an early announcement for this for them, but uh, this has been very, very popular whenever I've posted news about it. So uh, I know there are a lot of people looking forward to that. Over on YouTube, YouTube Premium has renewed Impulse for a second season, which I haven't watched the first one. I have got a YouTube Premium membership now, but I still yeah, haven't got to watching anything. I that. I've, yeah, I've watched it, and I would say it's an amazing show. I haven't seen anything else of interest on YouTube Premium, but Impulse is amazing. It's probably one of those things, probably for teenagers and up, so like 14 right. up, because of the um, subject area is quite troubling, but it's an amazingly well-written show. It's a great plot. I'm really happy to hear that's coming back for a second season I need to go and start watching some of the YouTube premium stuff because there's a new show they announced actually at Comic Con which looks quite interesting we'll come on to that in a bit and uh, Marvel's Cloak and Dagger has been renewed for a second season so you get to write lots more reviews of them pondering (laughs) around of mind spaces and (laughs) um, metaphors and stuff like that and I think to be fair this show was renewed back when they started season one and it's just a case of this is probably the best time to release that information. Yes. Yeah. It, it seems to me that Marvel has very strict control on anything ABC does, so there was no way this was getting yeah. um, cancelled. They released a poster for season two, which has a tagline, I think, there will be mayhem, which is a reference to the vigilante identity of one of their supporting characters in the show. Right, yeah. Maybe I, more actual things might happen. Yes, know. yeah. I mean, it is very slow going. The episode, which yeah. is just... Just gone out. Yeah, it's, I think it's one of those things where you just have to, it's one of those we have to take the first season in order to set it up to make it a more watchable.
watchable show. Yeah, it, it was a bit like um, Runaways. Was although Runaways at least was a little bit faster. But I, yeah, see, I, re- I really like I really liked Runaways because it yeah it was exactly fast. But I guess if from a comic book standpoint, because pretty much the whole of season one for anyone who read the comic would appear to be a prequel. Yes, because before everything really happens. Yeah, for them. So I guess it's it's like that. Yeah, very much so. Um, I mean the latest episode that just gone out in the UK, we've just had him finally donning the cloak in that episode and so and we're what episode eight i think we're on now yeah so, well, it's, yeah, it's the same it's the same as the us i think it's only just a few yeah, days yeah. back yeah exactly this is pretty much the first episode where we see he has control of his power yeah i don't even want to talk about the fact that he reveals his powers and then we go away yeah, yeah. so we have absolutely no <laughs> feedback from the people who he reveals his powers to they yeah just skip over that which to me is insane they, they do seem to just roll with the fact that they've just seen a guy yeah. appear and disappear into I mean, the I, I mean I understand in terms of like time the time that happens afterwards, but it would be nice to see someone react to someone who can tell them. <laughs> Yeah. Because, yes, we've had the incident, we've had all that, but that's still just a teenage kid in New Orleans who can teleport. Yes, exactly. So, um, and, and or show you your greatest fears. Yeah. I'm hoping that it's it will feel like just one season. It'll feel like one continuous story. I, I hope so. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Moving on, uh, of course, it was San Diego Comic Con this week, so there was a whole bunch of news that came out from uh, from Comic Con, particularly a shed load of trailers, where all of which are up on the site if you want to go and have a look at them. First couple of trailers, uh, Aquaman, that came out, and Shazam got a trailer as well. I take it you've seen both of these? I don't watch blockbuster trailers, so I haven't haven't watched Uh, either. Okay. You nearly always get some of the best scenes in the film in the trailer. I'm very much the same, although I tend to watch like the first one. I Mm -hmm. refuse to watch them as they get further closer oh, to yeah. the release oh yeah when you get to like, the third trailer and you realize you've just watched 20 minutes worth of <laughs> yeah of exactly footage. well i mean i think it the the worst one of that for me was justice league where they revealed a massive spoiler in one of the trailers and you're like really you put that in the trailer you know you couldn't have left that for the film so um yeah well, there's as well there's well-known thing that you know publicity and the people who make toys are two separate bodies i know i yeah and i mean just, i'm aware um, of that that wasn't the case. I'm aware of that, but you would have thought that, you know, somebody at the studio would have gone, "Uh, no, probably shouldn't put that bit in. But anyway, so um, yeah, the Aquaman and the Shazam trailers, one of the nice things about these is Mm -hmm. there's actually humour in them. In both of them. I've seen all the reviews of the Shazam trailer talking that makes a lot of references to humour, which is given who Shazam Shazam is. Yeah, Shazam is... Shazam almost comes across as the uh, Tom Hanks movie Big if he'd been a superhero. 
know. Yeah. Um, well, that's which, which, much what is, it is. which is basically is what it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, it very much comes across in that ground, which is no bad thing as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Zach is is fabulous as this sort of adult playing a child. I think he's brilliant at it. It has that feel of being the sort of Ant Man of the DC universe. It's far more comedy with some action than a sort of dour action film, which I think yeah, is yeah. great. Definitely the way they should go with it. Um, mm. I like the fact that the costume for Shazam looks kind of like it's designed by a 10-year-old that thinks what a superhero costume is like. It's kind of bright and sparkly and it kind of fits. And when you think about it, that you know, that's like from what, the 40s? Yeah. In yeah. 40 comics before it's taken by DC. So that's really going back to the golden age. Yeah. And you can see, you look at that and they look at like the um, first Superman cartoon and you have, you know, the guy with, you know, Huge chest, massive, massive jaw, just that sort of look, that heroic look. Yeah, but it it does work really well. I mean, I know some people, when I posted it, there were some people going, oh, this looked terrible. I actually, I thought it was was brilliant. It was funny, made me laugh at various points in the trailer. It's well worth going to watch, particularly if you're a fan of Zach's. I thought it was it was really good aquaman looks very much like a, a more of a sort of action thing um mm-hmm. i but i really rather enjoyed it uh there's some great moments of humor jason momoa i think he's uh really good in that role the one issue i do have with it is it basically looks like a prequel to the justice league movie and this has sort of always been the problem with the dc stuff is that justice is league movie, up, movie shouldn't have happened uh, well, i i'm not sure it's difficult to because tell it's see, because it, it's seems like when he goes down there in that movie spoiler yeah. alert people spoiler alert, yeah um it seems like that's the first time that he meets Mira. Yeah, it does. So it seems like that. So it seems like the Aquaman movie is set after that. Yeah, it does. I mean, so you've sort of got the Justice League movie, which introduces Aquaman, but then yeah. you've got this, which feels like almost like it should have been an origin story beforehand, but it looks okay. like it might be set afterwards. I think um, I think it is set afterwards because this is about him probably becoming the king of Atlantis, uh, which is basically the sort of plot of the the film. I have to say Black Mamba looks great, despite the fact that he looks really strange in the comic books. I think they've done a really good job in bringing that yeah, to that life is on a, screen. that is a hell of a costume. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a heck of a costume and they, uh, you know, they seem to have done pretty well in bringing that alive on screen. The underwater stuff, I thought, worked pretty well. I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how that lands with people, but <laughs> I like the fact that it, it tonally, it's a lot lighter than the Supermans and your Batmans. It feels more marvelly in its tone you know mm-hmm. there's a good mix of action and humor in it so uh yeah I, i'll be interested to see what they actually do with that sticking with dc there were of course a uh, trailer for titans which came out that one. what do you think of this i thought oh it's dark can't see a darn thing <laughs> and that's good and that's going to be the case of the entire show it's going to yeah. be x-files all over again right um, other than that i thought like it's an interesting choice to take titans yeah. given all that's connected to titans yes it's like the dc kitty brand and go let's make an adult version of this yeah to me it seems an odd choice yes i 
know exactly what you mean especially with that. When they're, they're, especially when there are other young DC teams. Yeah. I'd look at it and go, that's very strange. And, I mean, you are talking it being, I guess, a, at least a 12, probably a 15 rated. I would say I would, it looks like a 15. Yeah. Although there is some discussion about whether or not he kills those people. Yes. Um, Whereas uh, I watched it and went, no, they're dead. But then I've read everywhere, so no, 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 they're just, they're just unconscious. I'm like, yeah. okay, they look pretty dead. I don't know. I wouldn't want a 12 year old watching that yeah someone with 12 year old I would not want them watching that show it's fairly violent there's some very salty language uh, although that <laughs> did make that did make me laugh for that line when it came out and yeah. I'm not sure whether it was supposed to make me laugh or it's supposed to at least shock I, think, I suspect I think it is supposed to make I think it is supposed to make go, oh okay yeah so it certainly that one particular line certainly sets the uh, yeah. tone where he uh, mouths off at Batman not that we see Batman or somebody says where's Batman he his yeah. response mm. is um, fairly curt, shall we say. Um, so um, it is a very interesting choice considering, you know, you've got Teen Titans Go coming out as a you know, much different other end yeah. of the scale cartoon series uh, or yeah, movie. Coming yeah. Around, yeah. And it's a brand that's been around for, what, six years or something like that? It's been around yeah. for a very time so so it's so a it very seems, it seems a very strange way to sell it yes it's a very interesting choice at the moment of course we don't know what's going to happen with the dc universe their streaming services which, which where is where this yeah, lands we yeah, don't yeah. know what's going to happen internationally with that yet so um, we don't even have to worry about ever watching it. Yeah, I mean, I I do hope that they, at least when this launches sometime in the autumn in the US, I hope that at that point they then tell us what the international rollout's going to be, if not before. Otherwise, any show that's on that platform is going to get pirated to death by, yeah. by them. We'll, we'll see what happens with that. Also on, on there, they have announced that they're doing, or they have in production, a live-action Stargirl series, again from Jess Johns and uh, Greg Berlanti as Teen Titans is, or Titans is, the TV show. Um, so is that going to the DC thing as well, stream service? That will be on the streaming service, the Stargirl okay. series, I think. That, I think, is interesting, because we have seen Stargirl already in the... Uh, Legends, doesn't she yeah, turn up in Legends? Yeah, she turns up in Legends. Don't know whether this is going to be connected to it in some I way. I suspect not. As a, given that with Titans, they seem to be going much darker. Uh, and that is, and isn't that Stargirl from the 40s? Yes, but it sounds like this may be as well. I mean, oh, okay. they're saying that uh, the DC Universe series reimagined Stargirl and the very first superhero team, the Justice Society of... Of oh, America. Okay. So it isn't, although they're basing it around Stargirl, it sounds like it is Stargirl and the JSA as the uh, the basis for the series. So um, could be the same cast and set in that same universe. We don't know that, but that seems to be maybe the, the way they, they're working. Uh, Stargirl was play, played by Sarah Gray in Legends of Tomorrow. It's not clear whether they are going to go for the same cast or whether they're going to go for a uh, a new cast, although... Uh, Might be a new cast, given that what if we think about now it's two years out from premiere yeah yeah. So, yeah it would seem like they'd probably have to recast the role and uh sarah gray has also got another series which is mm-hmm. uh netflix series the order she's on at the moment so it's likely there's probably going to be a new cast for that yeah. but uh it is in development so we'll see where that one goes uh over on the cw they announced a batwoman series which uh we know batwoman's popping up in the crossover i was very surprised for this yeah i had a friend of mine who literally the moment it was announced that Batwoman was coming 
with me, kept on messaging me saying, oh, there's going to be a new Batwoman show. And I'm like, no, there won't be a new Batwoman show. There's no, there's no space for it. Yeah, and yeah. he's like, oh, there'll definitely be a new Batwoman show. Just you wait. And boom, he was right. And I was very much wrong. Yeah, I mean, I do wonder if maybe they're, they're thinking of um, wrapping up Arrow possibly and this could possibly. go in as a replacement. Because, I mean, yeah, they've, so. they've talked about this season of Arrow maybe being a final season, although there's no decision made one way yeah. or another. But, I have um, no question about the show, though. Primarily, God. what Earth will it be based on? It's a CW show, so it has to be based on an Earth. So what Earth is it going to be based uh, on? Okay, well, it's it's got to be based... It, it's uh, Earth 1, because that's problematic. There's no bat mythos in Earth 1. There is an uh, Earth Well, S. there is... No, there's no. There's absolutely no reference to a Batman in Earth 1. There's reference to Bruce Wayne. That's not the same thing. Don't reach for some theory to choose to be that without having an existing thing in the same way that, you know, there'd be no reason for Kara to call herself Supergirl if there wasn't already a Superman. Yeah, I mean, I think that it probably will be on the uh, same Earth as Arrow, Flash Earth and one, that. Yeah. But they've just not referenced Batman so far. That would be a hard pill to swallow after six years. <laughs> well, Especially maybe. They've made re- many references to the fact that Central City and um, Star City, yeah. those are the first bases that have these sorts of vigilantes. So if they've had a Batman operating for like 20 plus years, that's troublesome. Well, I mean, we'll find out, I guess, when we get to the crossover event, yeah. um, because they are going to Gotham in the crossover event. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's also interesting that the um, CW casting of Batwoman is for a out um, yeah. lead, which I think was an interesting choice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in the same way that Supergirl has, uh, I mean, Supergirl's just cast this uh, yeah. a trans girl as um, a a trans character they seem to be trying to find actors and actresses that are fully representing in real life and on screen for whatever their sexuality which I think is, is a positive thing I think um, so. so this show that's coming up it comes from writer-producer Caroline Dryas who previous work includes Vampire Diaries Melrose Plays and Smallville so you know she's done a bit of work in DC and in genre series as well Greg Belanti's producing obviously jeff johns is still behind it so uh yeah i mean we'll we'll see what happens with it i honestly don't know i mean it's in development so there's no guarantee it will go to series but usually with belanti given that he he basically produces half the shows on the network at this point i yeah. suspect it will at least get piloted unless they use the crossover event as a pilot so mm, yeah um, they are casting Batwoman at the moment, obviously, because they need her for the crossover first. Uh, the crossover as well, they did also mention that Legends won't be involved in the crossover event this year. Um, Actually, Mainly due to logistics. I don't mind that so much because, you know, they, they've said that characters may pop in, but they're not going to have, like, the whole of Legends whole involved yeah. in the crossover, basically. Because I think that's fine, especially as they've said it this far up front. I think yeah. if, it, if it was closer... Say if it was September and they're telling us this, I would understand fans might get upset. But, you know, now that we know now, I think that's fine. It makes sense. Yeah. And it, it, it is a huge problem having having time travellers in a huge event. Yeah. Because they can obviously easily fix anything that goes wrong. Yeah. And and there are a lot of characters. It's, it's one thing, you know, to, yeah, bring, yeah. to bring Barry across and, you know, to bring Oliver across and Kara over. Because that's three characters that you can bring in the crossover series plus. Yeah 
cost a few extra people. If you bring legends, you sort of end up having to bring all of them. So yes. so that that's a bit more of an issue. So I, I think it will upset some people that maybe you're not going to have um, Katie Lotz's character coming across. That's my only issue with it. Yeah, may, maybe I'll, she'll always, come over. I constantly want more Katie Lotz. Maybe she will come over and the others won't. But the moment they're saying that legends won't be involved. Over on uh, CBS, Discovery got a season two trailer, which uh, I, I watched. I watched that. Would I you think? Hyped. There's obviously like a guy there who just sits there and just makes those sorts of things trailers that could be a trailer you use while down the gym while, <laughs> while cracking down a sprint that was it was the music was there all the action stuff was there yeah it's very interesting i like discovery yeah discovery was another show that started really slow but yeah. unlike say cloak and dagger it actually changed its change of yeah. the pace second in the second half of the season i'm there for it just have to see how it goes i hope it's going to be good i, I really want discovery to be a success i want to see more star trek stuff out there yeah yeah i think we spoke a few uh, weeks ago we mentioned they are talking about bringing in some other uh, spin-off series for Star Trek as well uh, or additional Star Trek series maybe set in other parts of the timeline and you know or set at the academy or you know there's an animated series being talked about so there's there's lots of things out there uh, with Discovery few things interesting in the trailer we get first look at Anson Mount as uh, Pike and I really like Anson Mount and I think that's he's a great choice for this and yeah. I, as you can tell in the trailer it looks like the way that they're getting around the enterprise stuff and having pike involved is pike takes control of the discovery for, yeah uses one of those weird um, directives yes uses a directive. they have so many weird directives <laughs> it's like i swear they have a directive for a zombie attack it's, yeah. it's obviously someone in logistics who just never stops planning yeah so they've got him coming across and uh, you're starting to see a little bit of change in the uniforms as they kind of because eventually they have to dovetail into the original series at some point but, but the thing is it does make sense because of the time jump yeah yeah because at the end of discovery there's a time jump when they return to their old planet so it makes sense that after everything that happened that horrific war they might do something like change up their uniforms yeah yeah so i think that sort of all makes sense i like anson Mantis pike they have said that Spock will be appearing at some point in this series and they are yes. casting a new actor in the role. It's an adult Spock though because they could easily have it be a young Spock because she says, oh, my my foster brother or adopted brother. Yeah, well, yeah, but it's only like it's supposed to be, what, 10 years before... The events of um, but no, they the can, they can show him as they can they can have Spock and they can show it in her flashbacks is what I'm saying. Yeah, you know that is true. That is true. Um, yeah, I think it's going them. to be, but judging by that trailer, it is going to be an adult Spock, and they are casting good, somebody good. at it. I, I mean, I, I think That's it's good. it would have been nice to see Zachary Quinto come back again, but I get that that may also confuse people. So um, yeah, I think it would be quite confusing. I mean, having a new guy uh, play Spock, I think he's is perfectly uh, acceptable we'll have to see who they cast for that I think they said they have actually cast it they've just not released who the person is yet okay. Rebecca Romain who was in The Librarians is also apparently going to be playing number one who is the uh, right hand lady to uh, Captain Pike uh, she was played by Majel Barrett wife of Gene um, Roddenberry in the original series so um, that's another one to look out for she apparently 
apparently pops up. And they also announced this thing called Short Treks, which yes, are these uh, 10, 15 minute like mini episodes, which are going to be looking at the background of some of the characters, just how they got into Starfleet or certain little events. There's one based around Harry Mudd. So uh, he's coming back for a little bit, just little vignette pieces, mm-hmm. which uh, I think he's, he's interesting as a little um, companion series. I think that's that's quite intriguing. Lots of Star Trek stuff coming from that. And uh, over on YouTube, they announced this new original sci-fi drama called Origin and it stars... Tom Felton and uh, Natalia Turner. She was in that short-lived sci-fi show with some of the crowd. Oh, yes, yes, she was. I never saw any of that, but yes, she was. So it uh, follows a group of troubled passengers as they wake up on a damaged spaceship abandoned in deep space, each having left behind a dark past in search of a fresh start on a newly colonised planet. They're desperate to survive at all costs, but as their terrifying situation spirals into paranoia, they come to realise that their greatest threat to their dream of starting over and indeed their lives might actually be within their midst so when i posted this a number of people watched it going it's a bit dark matter uh, <laughs> um, um, not really i dark didn't i a, didn't get that i have to say dark matter has a very unique um, point i have to disagree with that i didn't get that either it's got quite an interesting international cast involved with it as well so tom felton obviously from harry potter and the flash natalia tina was Game of Thrones, Harry Potter as well. She was in as well. Nora Arnazienda, who was in Zoo. Fraser James from Holby City is in there as well. Uh, Madeline Horcher, who was in Grace Point. Um, Berlin Fabria, who was in Zoo as well. Another person from Game of Thrones, Johan Hankor Johansson. Jamie Quinn from Bluestone 42. Nina Warrior from Still Open All Hours and EastEnders. So there's a very interesting mix of people that have got involved with this. But it comes from the producers, uh, Left Bank Pictures and uh, Sony Pictures Television, who are the people behind The Crown and Lost. And uh, it's been directed by Paul W.S. Anderson, who was the man that directed Event Horizon. So, um, yeah, I mean, it looks kind of interesting. Called Origin. It's coming to YouTube Premium in the autumn. So uh, YouTube Premium seems to work by releasing... They, they seem to release the first episode... First episode for free for on free. YouTube. Yeah. And then, so, and, yeah, to suck you in, yeah. So you can watch the first episode for free on YouTube and then you either have the option of buying the rest of the season or okay, you, you have you get yourself a YouTube Premier subscription and you get it all for free. So that's there's good. multiple oh, options yeah. of how to get hold of that, but it's on. it'll be on YouTube. So uh, one to watch out for that one. Okay. Um, um, I just want to mention Fox is the Gifted Trailer. They right, dropped yes. that along with a date for season two. Right, yeah. Um, and yep, yeah, that trailer looks amazing. It seems like there's a time jump, right. which, which is interesting. Makes sense, after the events yeah. of season one, the team that we came to love has fractured in two yes, at the end yeah. of the season. And we see how those two move forward. It looks like someone gets a pep talk from an X-Man, which is interesting. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I'm really hyped. Right. I'm really, yeah. I'm really looking forward to it coming back. That's one trailer I've missed so far, so I need to go and find that one. I will go and get that one. I think that's you and the other trailer that I added. Yeah. Right. Okay. A couple of other big things over on the DCCW shows. Uh, as I mentioned, the uh, the Batwoman crossover, bunch of other 
things that uh, are happening with those shows. So over on Flash, we get a little bit more information about uh, Nora. The uh, spoilers, if you haven't watched the end of Flash season, yeah, spoilers, but, uh, spoilers, yeah. uh, but um, it's she, awesome. She, she's excess. Yes, That's she's so cool. excess. Which, uh, although I do prefer the Monica, which was the one that she was going after, which is Baby Flash. But uh, <laughs> that was the thing that when we were, we interviewed her, that she said she wanted to be known as Baby Flash. But excess is the uh, character she's going yeah. to be playing. And just for those um, comic nerds, obviously the comics Barry and Iris have twins. Yes, which she isn't. But excess is in fact they're descended a couple more generations down. So maybe ah. their great great granddaughter. Right. Okay. If I remember correctly, I think she might be part of the Legion. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah that so she's that far back. Right. Okay. That's kind of interesting. They do so monkey that, around with characters a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As we can see um, in the announcement of Cicada. Yeah. And they've changed up his backstory quite a bit. Cicada is going to be played by uh, Chris Klein, who uh, you'll know from American Pie. I was writing the story and I looked at the name and I went, that name sounds familiar. So I looked at <laughs> oh, that's who it is. That's the guy. Yeah. I yeah. Do, and he's one of those. Well, it sounds really familiar. I should know who that is. <laughs> yeah. I went, oh, it's the American Pie guy. Okay. So a lot of those American Pie actors really haven't popped up anywhere else. Little things here and there, but this is the first kind I, of big yeah, thing I've seen him. so young. Yeah, yeah. Nine. Yeah, so he's described as a grizzled blue-collar everyman whose family's been torn apart by metahumans, now seeks to exterminate the epidemic one metahuman at a time. So he's basically a, a metahuman-hating villain that uses, like, um, lightning bolt-shaped kind of dagger things by the looks of things. Yeah, which basically look like Flash's emblem. Yeah, so kind but of interesting have some weird energy on them. Yes, that's going to be the big bad for this season by the looks of things. Over on Arrow, we've got um, a number of changes. There's a new showrunner behind the camera, uh, Beth Schwartz. And uh, I have to say, having got a bit worn by Arrow over the past few oh, seasons... Oh, God, yes. It's been phoning in for a couple of seasons. Last yeah. season was in a certain definite improvement. Yeah, and, and this... Two previous seasons were phoning it in. This seems definitely to be an improvement, sort of following the trend from last season this does seem to me an improvement and I attended Heroes of Villains Fan Fest and I had nearly the entire Arrow cast I think except for Echo Kellum pretty much every other word from them was we have to talk about the new showrunner so there's obviously a very very positive vibe going through yeah. and they're very much looking forward to it Stephen Mel was very, was very positive about her and yeah. very positive about the changes that we will see this season so yeah I mean, I'm, I'm more than willing to give it a chance. And to be honest, at the beginning of last season, I thought it might be my last season of Arrow, no matter what. Yeah, I'm really glad that they've got a new show running. The trailer does actually look really quite good. Who could that mysterious archer be? <laughs> we ended up the last season with Oliver. Uh, spoilers again for the last season of Arrow. Oliver came out publicly as Green Arrow and the end of that season, but handed himself over to the FBI to stop the rest of the team going to prison. So um, we start off this season with him in locked up with a bunch of people that he helped put in prison in the first place so we've got that we already know because we've talked about it before Colton Hayes is returning as Roy Harper aka Arsenal so he's turning up and uh, he did say that he's not the same person um, he again pours praise onto the new show and uh, Beth is a genius she wrote me a version of the character that's so special he's going to be hard for me to do but I'm excited to do it so uh, that sounds really good it's going to be strange though due to the events of last season yeah. Because obviously Roy comes back and he leaves with fear and, and now he's back. 
and he's back without fear, which fear. is kind of interesting. So I, I do want to see how they're going to handle that. Ricardo Diaz is back as well, and uh, he's got a deadly group of assassins in tow called the Longbow Hunters. That includes uh, Red Dart, Kodiak, and Silencer. Yeah, I mean, I, you've got villains that are, are more kind of arrows level. You've got uh, clearly mm. a green arrow still running around in public, even though Oliver's locked up, uh, mm-hmm. supposedly. So uh, we'll see where they go with that. Hopefully we'll deal with some of the deal with the problems of last season because last season was far too much about the internal fight team hour and that just got boring after a while. Yeah. Which is a shame because I think Ricardo Diaz was an amazing villain. I don't think they made enough use of him. I, I think that's very true. I actually, I wasn't sure when they first started with uh, Diaz, but I actually grew to quite like him. Yeah. And he's interesting as well as being kind of Arrow's sort of level in terms of power as well. So mm. you're not having them fighting stupid magical things like they've done with Damien Dark before. Oh, it's, you know, so it, I, I I rather like that. I, I think it, it, it fits. Uh, I'm very happy to have Colton Hayes back because I think Arsenal's a great character. So, mm. um, yeah. It's going to be quite interesting to see where they go with the rest of that, but that looks quite good. Supergirl over on there returns for its fourth season, gave us the first glimpse of Sam Witwer, who's joining as the new big bad Agent Liberty, which was also announced. Agent Liberty is the charismatic but ruthless and terrifying founder of human first hate group, Children of Liberty, a brilliant orator and in the guise of a family man. And the scariest thing about him is how easily he convinced people that he's right. So uh, they've also announced the casting, as we mentioned earlier, of transgender actress Nicole Maines, who joins the show as transgender superhero Dreamer, aka Nia Nile, who joins Catco as a new reporter, described as uh, so wide-eyed and happy to be there. She has a ferocious drive to protect people and to stand up against discrimination. Interesting, as I say, I'm very happy that they've actually cast a transgender person yep. as in the role of the transgender hero. It's the first time, I think, anywhere we've had a transgender hero, which is is really quite interesting. Sam Witwer, I think he's fabulous, and uh, voice of Dark Maul, and uh, also was on Smallville as well, played uh, Doomsday uh, Doomsday in Smallville, that interesting version of Doomsday that they had on Smallville. So uh, Agent Liberty, I think, uh, yeah, it could be interesting to see where they go with that um, Mm -hmm. next season. Over on Legends of Tomorrow, which I think is still my favourite, out of, out of all the shows just because really? of how, how wonderfully silly it is uh, yeah no absolutely I mean, it's I, had one good season I, I, come on <laughs> it's had one good season last season was good you can't I, convince me that <laughs> season I, I, like, the I like the uh, I like the, the last couple of seasons but last season was particularly good anything that has the uh, a giant stuffed Bebo as the reason for defeating the villain at the end of it is, is all right by me as far as I'm concerned. We already know that Matt Ryan is joining the show as John Constantine, so he's joining the Wave Rider. Ava Sharp, as head of the Time Bureau, is back as well. She's a new um, series regular. They've also announced that uh, Ramon Young, who was in Santa Clarita Diet and Blockers, uh, he's taking the role of Alaska Yu. Well, Tom Wilson, who was in The Informant, joins as Nate's father, Hank Haywood. I think Hank Haywood is going to be a recurring character, so he's not there. Yeah. permanently yeah um, he's just yeah it's just there as the we character of alaska you it sounds like he's joining the team yeah right? that's what it seems um, judged by the um, character description they've also announced that macy richardson sellers who we is saw back. yeah he's back 
but not as Vixen. Because I doesn't seem to say whether she, whether she's going to be recurring or no, regular. no. It, whether it's going to be a guest role or whether she's recurring, uh, she's back, but playing a new character called who is a rebel trickster named Charlie, who originates from a different dimension. I, I wonder if that's a sort of mix apocalypse kind of yeah. When you, yeah, whenever they say dimension, that's what you tend to go to. Yeah, either I, that or like Music Master, whatever his name was. Music Master was a different dimension as well. So interesting way of bringing her back. It sounds like they may. Bring Bring her back for a small arc or one or two episodes. I don't know. I don't think she's going to be back permanently. The trailer you see is mainly set in Woodstock, so we know they're going to Woodstock. They've also said they're going to cross paths with the Beatles in the 60s. The overarching story for this season is uh, various magical creatures from myth, fairy tale, and legend that were released when the legends defeated Malice using the giant Bebo. Because, of um, course, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, so that that's the reason for John Constantine joining the team, which we sort of found out at the end of, of last season. So I'm very much looking forward to this. I love the fact that it's light. It doesn't take itself very seriously. It's fun. It's entertaining. I really enjoy this show. Yeah. I'm very much looking forward to it coming also, back. Also, we've got Courtney Ford returning as Nora Dark. Oh, yeah. Courtney as Ford. Yeah, so. as, as a regular. So uh, they're not entirely sure what that entails, whether she's going to end up being a sort of frenemy or whether she's going to end up being one of the big bads throughout the season. I would suspect she's probably going to be more of a frenemy. And yeah. I would probably work on that bursting thing with Ray. Yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Moving on from the DC shows, the last bit of big news that we have, and this was a whopper, um, that snuck out during San Diego Comic-Con. They are rebooting Buffy the Vampire Slayer with Joss Whedon and uh, Monica Olsen Breen. I I mean I I I the, okay. <laughs> yeah. I kind of speechless. The the positives from this is Joss is involved whereas last time they tried to do a reboot Joss wasn't involved. So that's a good thing. Monica Breen works on various shows in genre. So she's worked on Midnight Texas. I think she created Midnight Texas actually. Okay. Um Midnight Texas, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. she's written on, which is obviously where she knows Joss from. Fringe she wrote on, Alias she wrote on, Charmed. So she knows her genre TV reasonably well. She's working on the script with Joss, apparently. The main change in this is that the lead actress they're looking for is going to be African-American, which, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, is fine. It's neither here nor there, you know, but great. Uh, More diversity on TV is always a good thing. Uh, they are saying that the show would build on the mythology of the original series like our world it would be richly diverse and like the original some aspects of the series will be seen as metaphors for issues facing us all today that sounds a bit Uh, well yeah I mean but I I guess that's what the original series of Buffy did the thing that that bothers me about this is Buffy in its original form continued then on in comic books and had like three seasons in comic book form I read some of those they're crazy yeah yeah, they are crazy, but they're the kind of crazy you can only really get away with in either a big budget movie or in comic books. So True. that's great. And it carried on. I would just rather that they found a way of doing this within the existing Buffyverse rather than a reboot. And I think that would make a lot of fans a lot happier than them trying to reboot with it being a completely new Buffy. That just would make... I mean, you can still take all the same tropes. You could have it as a new Slayer. We ended the season with the power of the Slayer divided amongst a bunch of people. At some Mm -hmm. point, 
in the current Buffy timeline, you have to find a way of pushing that back into one person because there is a thing called Frey, which is a futuristic version of Buffy with a character called Frey, it's set in a future, and the power is concentrated back into one Slayer at that point. So there's no reason not to have it as another Slayer character and fit it within the existing Buffyverse. I would sort of prefer that they did that rather than reboot it entirely. But it sounds, or all the reports that are coming out at the moment are saying it to reboot at the moment. Whether they've slightly got the wrong end of the stick with that and whether it is actually going to be a continuation rather than a reboot, I don't know. But everything is saying it to reboot at the moment. So I don't know. What are, what are your thoughts? I don't really have any. It's, it's, it's too early. Too early to jump in on it. I'll, I'll leave that I'll leave that on Twitter. The reaction seems to be, well, yes, new Buffy is good rebooting it bad seems to be the mm. general reaction I could, oh, I could definitely I could definitely agree with that yeah I, what I'd actually love to see is a Frey series because a Frey series would be quite interesting because it's Buffy the Vampire Slayer basically but set in the future so it's it's Buffy with sci-fi elements Frey's a great comic book if you've not read it so I mean that would be one way of going but it sounds like they're going back to girl in high school and all those sort of tropes so we'll see we'll see whether it develops into anything um it's coming from uh, fox tv because they have the rights to it which is possibly one of the reasons why it's not something like a fray series because they probably don't have the rights to fray they have the rights to buffy i, I don't know we'll we'll see we'll see what happens but yeah i mean very very mixed minds about what that should be Oh, well, <laughs> that's all the news we have from uh, SDCC. We're going to skip over the interview this week because uh, we're already running fairly long on the podcast uh, and we'll go straight on to highlights for next week on TV. Highlights for next week on TV. We have a few new shows coming and uh, a few returning things. White Famous is uh, one new show. That's uh, season one of that coming to Sky Atlantic on the 25th of July at 5 past 11. Uh, it's a comedy series based on the life of Jamie Foxx, apparently. It stars Jay Farrow. I don't know no more about it than that, but uh, yeah, there, there's one to go watch if you want to see that. Uh, Bletchley Circle San Francisco, which is a spin-off of the Bletchley Circle series. Uh, this one's set in the 50s in San Francisco, as the title would rather suggest. Coming to ITV on the 25th of July at 9pm, that one. Sick Note, season two of that comedy starring Rupert Grint's Nick Frost and Don Johnson. That is coming on the 26th of July at 10pm to Sky One. Orange is the New Black, season six of that coming to Netflix on the 27th of July. I'm very much looking forward to that coming back because I think it really found its feet again. It did, season four was a bit shaky. Season five, I think it came back on form. Season six sees them all moved out of the ladies' prison and moved into a max security prison. So uh, that's going to be interesting because it's all changed over there. And uh, as we mentioned earlier, Winona Earp is coming. Season three of that comes to Five Spike on the 27th of July at 10pm. So um, that's everything. I think there's plenty packed in there for you. If you uh, want to find Daryl, you can find him at... Shaft's Word on Twitter, which is S-H-A-F-T-S-W-O-R-D. Yep. You'll find me writing on Hollywood News Source and doing recaps on Starry Mag. So uh, go and check out those for Daryl's work. For us, you can uh, check out all the stuff from San Diego Comic Con, which we've been posting a lot of stuff this last few days. That's all on geektown.co.uk. Have a look throughout the week 
for all the latest air date info and current TV news. If you want to get in touch with your questions and comments, email us on podcast at geektown.co.uk. Leave a message on the website post. Find us at Geektown on Twitter, on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash geektown, on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash geektown, and on Instagram at geektown UK. That's everything. We shall see you next week. Bye bye. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 